Rolo's never said it, but I think the reason why he invited me on Rule Zero is because he really does believe that the red pill is for everybody. It's not just for rich guys in New York. It's for guys out in the country. I'm out here in ranch country, man. I'm out here pulling these cowgirls out here, you know? Like, I love it. (laughs) Country girls, man, they they hit different. They're, They're good women, for the most part. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications, drop a comment. Any comment will do. If you guys are watching the premiere on Monday mornings, sound off in the the live chat. I'm usually in there in the mornings while I'm editing videos, but if you don't want to do that, just drop a comment below the video. That helps out more than you know. It can be your favorite emoji. I don't care. You can talk about uh, what you thought of WrestleMania this last weekend. No spoilers. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I had to take my son to Salt Lake City to go to an amusement park. So (laughs) no spoilers this week, guys. All right. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. I'm on all the good platforms. I just passed 3,000 followers on my new TikTok account. So check that out. That's at Best Men's Pod on TikTok. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. You can join for as little as $10. You get all of these episodes, Monday's episodes, ad-free, just the interview portion. Uh, without all of this intro and outro stuff, you can do that. And then if you want some help with like dating apps or you know, talking to chicks or, or whatever, join tier two or tier three. I also have guys that have joined the tier where they're, they're just trying to be more social. They're trying to build a friend circle up. They want to be able to just talk to people normally in public. So, you know, I help people with that too. There's all sorts of things I can help you out with. Um, I'm a certified master life coach after all. So <laughs> check that out. Patreon.com slash come on man pod. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. And for your troubles, I will send you some free stickers. This is really just so that I can get a hold of you in case something ever happens on one of these platforms. You know, I don't own any of these platforms. I don't own YouTube. I can't control what Facebook does. I can't control what Instagram does. So if I ever get banned from one of these platforms, uh, I would like to be able to contact you and say, hey, I got banned. Follow my new account or follow me on this platform or whatever. So just do that. I will send you some stickers uh, for your troubles. And if you like these designs too, you can get them on coffee mugs and t-shirts and hoodies and all that stuff at merch.comeonmanpod.com. And then check out my Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. It's chick crack free. It's got tons of great reviews, all right? Uh, If you've ever watched the movie The Secret, a lot of people are turned off by it. They think it's magical thinking. You know, they they make it out to be like genies granting wishes. And that's not how any of this works, all right? A lot of this comes down to your mindset and goal setting and programming your mind to hyper-focus on the goals, hyper-focus on the things that you want in this world. And it could be anything. It could be women. It could be your finances, your career, your health anything, anything that you want. Um, I have you in this course, sit down with a piece of paper and actually write out what you want your life to look at, look like, what do you want? And I invite you to set goals so big that when you achieve them, it'll actually blow your mind. 
it'll actually blow your mind. So check that out. LOA.comeonmanpod.com. Once you get your mind right, everything else sort of falls into place. It's a, it's a, I'm getting a lot of good feedback on this course. So check it out. All right. Joining me this week is a really cool, cool guy, cool individual. I first saw him on red evening with Jack Napier and Rob says, uh, he goes by nuclear Caudillo. And uh, the reason why he's called nuclear Caudillo is because he was a former nuke in the U S Navy. Um, and we get into that. We talk about how he was a, uh, an electronics technician, uh, a nuclear electronics technician. We talk about that. We also talk about how he spent about two years aggressively dating in the Dallas, Texas area, and how that really taught him quite a lot about sexual dynamics and uh, you know female psychology and stuff like that. So excellent conversation. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. I'll bring you that conversation right after these words. Do you struggle to find the kind of women you want? Are you tired of swiping away all day on dating apps and only finding mediocre women? When you're out and about at the supermarket or at the mall, all you see are woke liberal women. You can't seem to find a traditional submissive woman that checks all your boxes. What if I were to tell you that the reason why you can't find your traditional submissive woman is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life. And you have programmed your mind to think that there's only trash women around you. You've programmed your mind by focusing on what you don't want in a relationship. To solve this problem, I've created my Practical Law of Attraction course. In my course, I will teach you how to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you will be hyper aware of the kind of women that will check all of your boxes. It's not that they weren't there before, it's just that you weren't aware of them because of your current mindset. So let's change that mindset today. Check out my course by visiting loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So act now. All right, joining me this week is a pretty cool guy who I was first really made aware of on Jack Napier and Rob Says the Show, Red Evening. Uh, he wrote a very comprehensive tweet about dating aggressively in Dallas, Texas for two years and what that experience taught him. He goes by nuclear caudio. Is that how do you pronounce it? Perfect. Okay. More, more emphasis on the ego on the last Caudio. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. I, per there I, you go. Perfect. I screwed it up so bad on the live stream the other day. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I'm a little, maybe I, I, I think I might be a little dyslexic. I've never been tested for it, but every once in a while, like I'll just look at words and I'll just pronounce them a certain way and they're totally wrong. And I'm like, yeah. and when, I, when I look closer, I go, oh, I see how I messed that up. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's not an easy word to pronounce, but what what's going on, shipmate? What's up, shipmate? <laughs> Dude, have you talked to uh, Ryan Stone at all? Uh, just on Twitter, we we go back and forth on Twitter, and we're I'm like uh, I feel like we both are are trying to attack the same people with the same dumb ideas on Twitter, and, and we're like. And then I see his streams and I, it's like, you can tell he's kind of tired. Like this new era of, uh, manosphere and red pill is just, it's, oh, yeah. it's no, also tiresome. We're also tired. Out. He's burnt yeah. out. He's totally burnt out. But yeah. no, it's funny. Cause when I first got introduced to him, I didn't realize, but he's Canadian Navy. He's former Canadian yeah. Navy. Yeah. So, I read his story. I read his book, um, yeah. book files. And then a lot of the stories I was just like, yeah, I, I, yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, yeah, I've seen that happen. I've seen that play out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I love talking to veterans on the show just because it's like I, like, I like getting getting into the old old man sea story shit, you know? Oh, yeah. And I have plenty of those. And put, and those are the ones that red-pilled me the most were the, the sea stories, you know? Obviously, there were some awesome ones where it was just a great experience, you know? Nothing like uh, hitting a port with your best friends and getting drunk and feeling righteously drunk. Because, you know, like if you're living, if you're stateside and you're getting drunk, you're like, oh, I got work tomorrow. But if you're 40 days at sea and you're with your best friends, you're like, I'm getting drunk. Like, this is going to happen. Yeah. We're going to get sloshed. We're going to talk to every single girl. We're going to spend a whole bunch of money. I'm going to call my mom drunk and tell her I love her. All the things, you know. But it's <laughs> it's great. It's a great time. Um, I'm glad I uh, had that experience. Yeah, man. I I look back on my my early days. And I say early days. I only did I only did four years and it got out. But uh, yeah. I married, I got married my second year in like a, like a dumbass. And oh but, no, not, not, but, not but the second the first, year of marriage. Yeah. I was, I was that guy. But like before, before that, you know, before I met her, um, you know, I was that classic young sailor that was just out chasing tail every port I went to. Uh, and one thing that I look back on as an old man is like, I wish I did more of the touristy shit you know, and, and I did less of the bar hopping and cause that's, that's what, literally, that's what like, they told me. So I had yeah. to balance, but I did, I did 70% touristy shit and 30% um, get sloshed. You know, dude, that's a good way of doing it. You know, you can yeah. always get sloshed in the evening and go do touristy stuff at the day. And I did, I did some of it. Like I went, uh, I, I, I did a, you know, the self-guided tour of like the, um, the, the Sydney opera house and, stuff like that but i wish i would have done way more way more than than just dumb stuff like that yeah i mean coulda shoulda woulda but right yeah i I can make up for it now my old age so Mm -hmm. so you were a nuclear electronics technician in the navy a nuke nuke. yeah one of those one of those weirdos yeah yeah so what's the difference between a nuclear electronics technician and your run-of-the-mill electronics technician um mental health yeah that's, that's is that it that's the big <laughs> well being a nuke i don't know how much you've heard about us um basically you know i have a friend that was a, a nuclear machinist mate yeah so he probably i don't know if he told you the stories of how life was but like a school our a school is six months and then our c school which is like our power school we call it power school c school is six months mm-hmm. and we get about two week break between both and then we get about another two week break and then we go into prototype school where we go on, on a submarine and we play with the reactor, get yelled at a lot. Um, and then after a year and a half, two years, we go to the fleet, we go to the carrier or a submarine. If you're, um, if you're on a, if you sub you know, you signed to be in, on a submarine. I didn't want to do the hot racking crap. So yeah. I was like, nope, I'm going straight to the, uh, to the fleet. So once you get to the carrier, you're basically, so you leave, you leave each school feeling good about yourself because you're better than ever. You've, you've gone through this shitty academic, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you get to the carrier and you're just a nub and you're a nub for like a year and a half, two years, even Mm -hmm. three, if, if you're suck at qualifying. Right. So you get treated pretty badly, but the hard part about for me was, um, Qualifying is very difficult because it's a little bit political and also it's like a lot of knowledge and you have like nukes have to be perfect. They can't fuck up. Um, And they also it's like 
our standard academically is very high, but our Navy standards are low. Like you, I've, nukes don't really care too much about haircuts. I mean, we do, but like, you know, um, and, and like having a set uniform is kind of a little bit second and third place. Um, it's more like the knowledge and operating responsibly. So um, you, you're like a, a, a nub for a year and a half, and a lot of guys can't handle that level of hate. I'm not going to say hate. I'm not going to use the H word. Uh, of uh, being a nub for that long. So a lot of dropouts, like uh, a lot of people suffer from mental health, check into mental hospitals. And that's where my compassion for like younger guys came in because I was a little older when I when I joined. When I saw the struggle, like a lot, and here's the thing, everyone loves to talk about young guys and, and incel this and and whatever this. And I know like, I know you guys um, in the reptile space, you know, we, we know what's going on. We know what the real deal is. But like most people don't. And then I got to see when you mentor younger men, like mm -hmm. lead them and mentor them, like especially in a military setting, you get to see some crazy stuff about the next generation or, you know, people that are close to your age. And there's a lot of suffering. And, you know, like it's really easy to go on a podcast or on a show and be like, men need to man up. But then you've never led a group of young men to do anything. You've never. Um, You've never had to like yell at them and discipline them. You've never had to like commend them. You never had to like, hey man, you're an alcoholic. You got to stop drinking. All this stuff that people who claim to know young men, they don't. They're not in the arena, right? They're not dealing with this problem on a day to day basis. Which that was one of the, my biggest uh, benefits of being in the military because mm -hmm. I had this connection to younger guys that they look up to you, but you don't. It's not like a guru student it's more like a big older brother mm -hmm. kind of thing and then you 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 know so i had the opportunity to mentor a lot of young guys both in the navy and outside you know on liberty and then um once you qualify you're pretty much untouchable you can do whatever you want as long as you operate the reactor safely and then they come to you for knowledge sign their qualifications and all that stuff and then you become friends and you know you know you take them you take them out on the on the bars they see you that you're good with the ladies. You're like, oh, how do we talk? Like, how, how do you do it? How do you do it? And it's like, that's one of the, that was one of life's best experience that I got because I got a glimpse into, you know, the next generation and what, what, how they handle things. And it's not very, it's not very like cool. You know, it's not a very nice thing to, to beat these young guys when you've never dealt, like you've never led them to do anything. They don't look up to you. They don't care about you. Like, yeah, it's just it's a sad thing. It grinds my gears, honestly. But yeah, that's what being a nuke is. And then you you mess up and you get, you know, tap in the hand a lot, and then you get out because you can't do it anymore. And then here we are. So, do you ever uh, you ever have to counsel somebody for just having really bad hygiene? Uh, yeah, I had to <laughs> counsel a guy who who did, wouldn't make his bed in the morning. Dude, I, I had to counsel a guy one time that just he wasn't showering. He Ugh. he uh, yeah, always he just he, he he only brought like one one set of coveralls to wear. And on on um, we were on no, like, not one of those guys. Yeah, just just disgusting, just nasty halitosis. Just wouldn't brush his teeth or whatever. Yeah. And uh, finally, just people were complaining enough about him, and I and you know my my chief is like, hey, you're his watch soup. We we want you to do something about this. Yeah, you, you like, tend the chiefs tend to like 
yeah you, you like him you talk to him you deal with this so. yeah 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 it's, you know delegation you know shit rolls downhill so mm -hmm. uh so yeah i had to sit there and tell a grown man like hey dude you need to shower every day you need to brush your teeth at least twice a day dude you need to and that's that's a weird thing to tell a full dude, grown man that's to tell so a grown-ass man to have proper hygiene it's it's uh, awkward conversations not fun at yeah. all <laughs> i just i just uh yeah, it's, it's just a weird thing. And, you know, they usually take it pretty well for the most part. They're like, oh, okay. Like, they yeah. look kind of like, not like destroyed, but they look kind of like, it was like almost a cry for help. <laughs> like, they just wanted to get acknowledged or something. I don't know. It's just yeah. a weird thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, can you imagine if someone had to tell that to you? Like, how embarrassed you'd be? Like, I would be, I would be really embarrassed. I'd be like, I'd rethink my life. Like, oh, oh, are we, we're having this, I'm that guy. I'm the guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Awful, awful. So what made you, you said you joined the Navy a little bit older. What made you want to join? I, I was in college and I just, just didn't want to, I was bored and I just wasn't motivated anymore. I dropped out. I just didn't want to, I didn't like my major. I was a major, I was in uh, for civil engineering and I just felt I didn't have like, I needed someone yelling at me to get things done or at least i thought and then i went through the pipe nuke pipeline and i realized you know i'm pretty self-motivated i just needed like a you know i just needed like structure man mm. and when i once i had that structure i pretty much excelled at everything like i started going to the gym pretty regularly and uh i started like i was i became super clean organized um started reading more and uh yeah, and even with women, I became more like uh, less emotional, more like to the point. Like it just the military kind of like all I needed was structure. And I feel like a lot of guys, that's what they need now, structure. But you know, the military right now, I don't, I don't even want to imagine what it is right now. Dude, Man. like, have you have you yeah. seen that video of the where they someone cut a recruiting video from? I think it was like the Chinese Marines. And then, yeah, yeah. and then like one of our like most recent ones where they're like, my mom is a, you know, I have two moms and stuff. And it's all about being lesbians and how, you know, diverse we are. And theirs oh, is man. about like, just, just fucking killers, just absolutely like <laughs> rocking it and just like fucking shit up. And you're like, yeah. which military do you think is the most intimidating right now? Not ours, where we're waving fucking rainbow flags and stuff. Oh, you know? yeah. I had, I got so red-pilled in the Navy. One of my most red-pilling moments in terms of, like, society politics is when um, mm -hmm. Trump Trump was president, right? Yeah. And this is, like, when the, they wanted the, – so the trans thing came up for trans to join the military. And, you know, you know, military already has enough sexual harassment and weird stuff going on in the birthings, right? Yeah. So, you know – it was, I had to go up on the flight deck and they were, we were in shipyard. I had to go up on the flight deck for this meeting about how they were going to implement this. Right. And you know, who was the most, like most infuriated. I was like, you know, I was tired. I was just a junior sailor. I was like, I just want to go home. This is stupid. Yeah. Um, but they, but our, um, our assistant reactor officer who was a commander. Um, or Lieutenant commander. He was reading off the, the, like, you know, the order, you know, military stuff. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, okay, I'm here for any questions. And he looked kind of, he was reading it like, like, you know, the side, like, I can't believe Like, it. I can't believe it. We have to do I got stuff. Right yeah, I got stuff to do. I got to go back to, you know, do actual stuff. Yeah. And then uh, he, and then the most, you know, the people that were the most infuriated were the female leadership. They mm -hmm. were the most pissed. 
because right. and, and here here's a very interesting and this applies today right because now like there's this female chief right who she was pretty cool right but like she was like so what are we gonna do we're just gonna let them shower with it like she's a chief you know they're gonna you know she's a chief so right. she's gonna say crazy stuff like that right and then i was like whoa i thought it was gonna be like us young guys you know but we were just like hey we just we have to go back to work or we're trying to go home and i got we got wives we got dogs we got stuff we want to do you know we gotta not be here on this fucking ship right now yeah exactly <laughs> it's, been, it's been 13 hours we want to go home yeah um so you fast forward to today whenever um uh everyone's fine with pushing this kind of stuff until it's at the detriment of women so we have this war right now where it's like we want to push all this woke stuff and then when it went and, and it's only a conflict like society-wise when it, it like kind of like messes with women's supremacy right on the gynocracy right and that's right, right. that was a good example of that then luckily mad dog mad has shot it down like a month later but i don't know what's going on right now i don't want to know <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah uh, man yeah, that's I, just, yeah when i joined uh so i joined 98 it was under clinton we had the don't ask don't tell and mm -hmm. yeah yeah that wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't bad because it's like you know there there was guys there was guys that you could tell were a little you know little light in the yeah. loafers maybe didn't affect my it wasn't day, a big know? deal it wasn't in your face it wasn't a big deal at all because it was just like whatever man you know and it but now it's like it's like an identity and so now you have like dudes dress walking around as women and shit like i just i would i think under those circumstances and those close of quarters under like stress and stuff like you'd be like that's a fucking distraction to mm -hmm. me <laughs> to me that would be a fucking distraction you know yeah so it, it's out of hand. It's definitely out of hand. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not, I'm not in there anymore dealing with that stuff. Me either. So I'm just adding this stuff in here for people that are watching. Hey, drop a comment, hit that like button, you know, <laughs> the usual shit. Yeah. Um, so what got you into the red pill space? Uh, man, I was very, you know, obviously I was pretty bad with women back when I was a kid in, in college. <laughs> That's which, how we all get here. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is, it it super sucked for me, right? Because okay. I was going to University of Puerto Rico, and I was arguably the most amount of beautiful women I have ever seen in one place at you know like college, and I just you know I couldn't get to that point where it's like talk, get close, sex. I could not put it together. I had I think also I grew up a uh, Jehovah Witness, and Jehovah Witnesses. They're mm -hmm. like sex bad, intimacy bad. So I had a lot of trouble getting, you know, connecting. I like this girl. I have a crush on her and I want to take her clothes off. And also I had a lot of trouble with this girl likes me. Cause you know, in college, as long as you don't smell bad and you don't, you're not terribly ugly, you're going to get one girl's attention. So, you know, I got a couple girls attention over the years, but I could never envision them wanting me sexually so i had a lot of like inner work i had to do when i joined the military about a year in i that's i think that's when rollo's book came out uh rational Tw mail 2013. yeah so I, I started with 48 laws of power i feel like a lot of guys start with 40 laws of power and then i i started you know i was on the rouge v forum return of kings i think i was more of a lurker i think i have one post but i was more of a lurker and I, you know, it was like peak manosphere. It's like we were discussing, is my car beta? Stuff like that. Or the, the ROI of lifting when it's too much, too much. Like stuff, cool stuff that like no girls were around. And we would discuss though. It was, it was great, right? 
Nothing yeah. like it is today. Nothing like it is today. And yeah. then um, I read you know a little book. The, the, yeah. the old day red pill is always better than the current red pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about Manosphere, not red pill so much, but like Manosphere, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like Manosphere. Um, Manosphere is fucking weird now, man. Yeah. I think the red pill now is amazing. I think it's it's the best it's ever been. It's robust. We have a lot of, uh, we, we are able to call out bullshit, which I, I like calling out bullshit. Um, and also we're able to bring in new voices. Like, um, it's always good to see a fresh face, you know, it's like guys like you, I don't know how long you've, uh, you've been doing this. Yeah, I haven't been in the space very long at all. Um, yeah, I, like I didn't start really studying this stuff until like 2019, 2020. Yeah. So it's like good to see fresh people with, you know, the same kind of like ferocity and attacking ideas and, and just putting it out there. Like I see your, um, TikTok videos and I feel like I'm getting yelled at. I'm just like, as a young guy, that's what a young guy needs. A guy, you know, a veteran yelling at him like, hey, don't double text, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> a, shock, a little shock to the system because, yeah. you know, um, fresh faces, people for every like one red pill guy, there's like a thousand um, trad, trad cons or purple pill or OnlyFans girls telling men, young men what to do. And I'm like, hey, I've been the man in the arena. I've counseled young men. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had to like, walk with men that, you know, I've tried to commit suicide. I know what it is to be a man. I've seen it and I've had to, you know, be there, be there for them and also be hard on them because, you know, it's the military, right? So when I see all this shit and all this crap on the internet about like, if you're not a man, if you don't do this, this, I'm like, listen, man, you don't, you don't have like the, the, even the training or the experience to talk to younger men. You have zero, none. And you're here on the internet just spouting this crap. I'm going to call you out. Like, this, this is what it yeah. is. So yeah. And then uh, joined the military, got red pill by the military. Is red pill uh, military gives you a lot of red pills. Um, and then I think the final like thing that like I killed in or beta everything was when I read the manipulated man. I think it's manipulated man. I read that I think um, right before my second deployment, and it was like a shock to the system because Rolo is like very analytical and very like you know connect the dots like oh okay yeah that makes sense manipulated man was like really ripping you out of that female frame and putting mm. yourself in your own frame and it, you know it took me a lot, like six months to like process that book and then here we are you know like here we are that's all yeah okay yeah very cool um so let's talk about this twitter thread right mm. this is this is what I, I i this so i didn't realize i think you were like already following me I probably was following you back, but I wasn't really like watching your content on Twitter. And then I saw you on Jack's show and was listening to that conversation. I love tuning into their show on Friday nights. Yeah, it's and fun. It's a blast. I've been on their show. They're they're fun dudes. Uh, like, yeah. And, and Rob, I learned so much from Rob. And Rob busts my balls all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, I love Rob. I'm going out with him on Sunday. We're going to do a show. Oh, very cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. Um. So yeah, so they were talking about this Twitter thread. And so I went and looked up your Twitter thread. And at the time of this recording, it has over 162,000 views. Mm -hmm. And so it was about how you were dating aggressively for two years in in um, Dallas. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by dating aggressively? Like, are we talking about like clubbing women over the head and dragging them back to the cave? Or like, what, what do you mean dating aggressively? Only, only emotionally. Oh, <laughs> only, with, only with charisma only with charisma um so uh 
I didn't have a life in the military because being a nuke, you don't have much of a life. You're always on the ship, deployed, shipyard. We had four section, three section duty. I didn't have I had zero life. I did try to date a little bit, but it just I never worked out, right? So when I got to Dallas after I got out the military, I did one year in Beaumont, Texas, which is like an oil town. It sucked, didn't like it. Quit my job. It was during the pandemic. So, you know, it wasn't fun, right? So mm -hmm. I moved to Dallas and uh because I got a job here, my brother was nearby. And then I started like I made a pact with myself. I'm like, hey, you got a uh, you got an apartment on the 17th floor in downtown Dallas. Over, you know, you have worked really hard up to this point. You have read and understood the red pill. You're completely unplugged. Um, you lift weights. You're working on yourself. You're doing all these things. Let's fire test everything. Let's just go out there firing all cylinders. Um, I don't care about super self-improvement right now because I was on a ship for six years. I want to have fun. I want mm. to work. I got a really light job. And I also have plenty of time. And I use that time mostly uh, to, to learn about women because I just wanted to enjoy life. I, I, I had a block of six years, which I didn't enjoy life. So I went out there and I just set up my hinge and my Tinder and my Bumble. Because, you know, when you're new to a city, you know, and then I went out three times a week, sometimes mostly alone. And I would just talk to people. It wouldn't be like, ah, let me go game these girls. I would just hey, let, me, let me talk to the bartender. Let me yeah. talk to the bouncer. Um, let me talk. Oh, a group of girls are, hey, what's up? I'm new here. What's going on? You know, like I got, I opened my heart up. Um, unlike a lot of people where they just want to make the rules in their head about how to, I went out there and I just wanted, I wanted to experience it for myself. So I, yeah, I would say I would say for guys that uh, want to meet women organically, like they, they suck at dating apps and they want a cold approach. Mm -hmm. Like the best thing you can do is just learn to be social, go out, mm -hmm. talk to everyone, like men, women, dogs, fucking everybody. Because yeah. by the time you do run into that hot chick, it'll be yeah. second nature by then. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's very important that you work on your social skills. Um and it's also important that you open your heart to like the human experience of talking to people. And then you're going to realize that, you know, the thing, the awkward things that you did, you don't like being done to you. And like, for example, like when you're talking to a girl on the street, um, people like anyone, when you're getting solicited on the street or someone coming up to you have a conversation, you want to know two things like who the, who the hell are they and how long are they going to be here? Right. So you learn, wait, I don't like that either. So yeah. Let me apply that to other people, you know, and women and old ladies and people at the counter and everyone. And you realize like social interactions are starting to get better because I pulled my head out of my ass and I started kind of like looking at from outside in, you know, I kind of, oh, okay. So a lot of guys that are like angry because, you know, women, this women, that. And um, I think what it is a lot of times is just that they have resigned themselves to just not thinking of, they think that everyone else is some alien figure creature that they don't understand. I'm like, no, dude, think about it. Let's think if you don't like to be solicited, then probably no one else does. So, and if you do solicit someone, they probably want a time limit, a soft time limit exposed, and they want you to at least introduce yourself or, you know, some, some kind of like comfort where they know who you are. Right. So yeah. I applied that you apply that to women too. Right. So if you see a cute girl walking your dog or, you know, and she's talking to you, turn your turn a little bit like you're about to walk away, but also talk to her like, you know, a quick conversation. Um, and then uh, introduce yourself and then get her Instagram or her number or whatever, and then continue about your day. 
You know, and it, you know, some, a lot of girls when they feel like you're leaving, some of them they just yep, yep, and they won't, and then you're in, bro, you're in. And you mm -hmm. see how it's not more about like reading guides, you know, it's not about like watching 100 YouTube videos. It's simply just thinking and just getting outside of your head and thinking about people and how people operate. You know, yeah. we're all the same. Humans are all the same, basically. Yeah, one of my one of my first jobs getting out of the Navy was um, I did door to door office supply sales. That, oh yeah, like, you talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that will get you really good at cold pro. Oh, the thing yeah, was, yeah. I was married then. I was married, so it wasn't like I was like, oh, I could apply this to bitches. You know, I was yeah, just yeah. I, like, but my I'll tell you what, when I was doing door to door office supply sales, um, one I was in really good shape because I was walking every day. I was walking like miles and miles every day, and I wasn't eating because. I was like, I don't have time for this. I got to get a sale and stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I was like, I was really like trimming down very good shape. And I was super, uh, social. Like I, cause when you, when you start doing sales, like they really teach you to be bubbly and stuff and like the life of the party type guy. Mm -hmm. And you find that you're doing that to everybody whenever you go out and you're, you know, cracking jokes and stuff. And like my wife at the time was just like, I don't, I love this job. Because <laughs> yeah. before this, like you were just like this negative person and like, you're just like super social and you want to talk to everybody. And yeah. like, I never, I didn't realize how it applied to dating until after I got divorced. And after I started learning this stuff, I was like, Oh fuck. I had like some of the best training in the world. And going back to what you were saying about, you know, people don't want to be sold shit. So doing door to office supply sales, one of the things that they told us was, Everyone loves to buy stuff, but no one wants to be sold anything, you know? So you have to be, you have to have that false time constraint. Like, Hey, real quick, don't want to take a bunch of your time, but let me just, and you got to snowball them with the information, Yep. you know, and it, it, there's like a whole psychology behind it. It was the same with cold approach. And, and it's like you said, you have to put yourself into their shoes. Like how, how would you feel if some random guy comes up to try to sell you a fucking printer, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, like you know, you just got to kind of think um, outside of yourself and what you want. Like, think of the other person, how they would feel. And, you know, just go off of that, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you can obviously, like, maybe look up a video or a course by Troy Francis or any of these um, legit guys, you know. Yeah, um, any of the Rule Zero guys, they're all good. Yeah, all those all those guys are legit. And, I, you know, I use their, I, I use, uh, their content all the time to... I like fire tested all their con uh, all their content on on the ground. You know, I'm like, you know, if, if Rolo and Ryan are R and D, then I'm the scout. You know, I'm out there. Yeah. Um, I'm out there in the wilderness trying to, you know, make sense of everything. But I know you guys had a podcast uh, recently where it was like uh, about you guys being too old or out of yeah. touch or something. And yeah, I can yeah, tell that... you right now, it's always every segment of every iteration of content, whether it's a book, video podcast whatever I, I you know during these couple years it it's up to date it's current it yeah it's right there well yeah I mean, yes yeah, because that was more of like a sort of uh rollo was hosting that one mm -hmm. it was like a reaction video because like abo and preach were giving like you know uh, they were giving rollo shit <laughs> and uh who else was doing it like the the playing with fire guy was giving rollo shit and he's like and, and he had some guy on saying look i don't understand these old guys that are giving dating advice it's like not like old guys go out and date you know it's like yeah we do <laughs> the fuck like i i got divorced when i was like 35 you know and then uh was i 35 how old i don't know anyway got divorced in my mid-30s and then uh, 
didn't know what the fuck I was doing, ended up in a bad relationship for four and a half years, came back out, still didn't know what I was doing, but I was in better shape. I was like, I got, I got to figure this out. Like you can learn this stuff at an older age and you'll have a better time because you probably make more money and you have more resources and stuff like that. And chicks just sort of like, like older guys. They really do. Yeah. So, um, yeah. They're, they're, I don't even know where to begin. I'll, I'll just say that um, I, I thought I, w I wasn't qualified. Mm -hmm. Until I wrote that thread, I thought I wasn't qualified to talk about this stuff because, you know, I thought everyone was like out there, you know, mm -hmm. I really thought like everyone was like, because it, it's not like it was easy, but it wasn't, um, it, it became easier once I kind of like, you know, when Morpheus says you're beginning to believe. Yeah. Every guy who's out there has that moment where he's like, oh, crap, like this is how it really is. And everyone else is pretending, you know, mm -hmm. especially online. So it's like, okay, well maybe i am but you know and then after i wrote that thread and i'm just like i didn't write it with the intention of being like this is what it is uh <laughs> listen to me buy my course and yeah. blah blah right i wrote it with intention. yeah i just want to say hey guys this is what i noticed which i do i have a gumroad course everybody everyone get the love <laughs> oh you didn't leave it up. i was gonna oh sorry <laughs> sorry here yeah yeah here we go oh, oh yeah. hold on uh, there it is okay there you go <laughs> follow the brain click on that um but yeah it, it just i never thought i was qualified till the other day and then I, I realized like oh everybody even people that don't like uh like um like the red pill space like even pat stedman was like yeah this 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 makes sense and you have abu american as well he said oh this makes sense yeah um then jack uh was like on every single one he's like yep 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 and then rob yep 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 and i always i i never uh saw jack's content and i started watching and i was like oh this guy is like Dutch version of me, like he gets it. And it's just mm -hmm. like, just like women want men to get it, you want other men to understand what you're going through so you don't feel as alone. So I feel like now I feel like more vindicated. I'm just like, oh, okay, so I'm not a weirdo. I I know, okay, I can talk about this stuff and I don't have to keep it to myself. I can help other guys maybe, mm -hmm. talk to guys like you. Um, yeah. so basically it yeah. yeah that's why i recommend guys get into like men's groups whether it's a local group or you know an online forum of some kind like it's funny too because like rollo started out in the so suave forums uh yeah, ryan yeah. really started out in the reddit groups and stuff like that i started out in a, a three percent man group on facebook um, oh yeah i heard about that yeah and uh well, that group got nuked so we had to start a new group um the link for that is in the description for anybody cool. that wants to join it but Man, that was a great group because and it, and it was really hopping in 2020 when I was, that was really, only on Facebook. It's only on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. okay. But, but, uh, it was hopping because I mean, in 2020, like we, we were all locked in, we had nothing to do. And so we're all like, you know, some of us were still dating though. Like, we I, I was, like, I was actively giving it my best shot, Yeah. but I wasn't not in a city. I was in a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand population town. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in a small town. So it was, it was like uh, on all the dating apps, getting chicks to meet up in a park, you know, and uh, you know, uh, Hey, I'll smuggle some wine in a backpack. Let's go, let's go hang out at the park. Yeah, and yeah. it was, it was great, man. Dating was awesome. And then there was guys in the group. It was a pretty big group at that time. It was like, there was like 1500 guys in there. Wow. And there was guys that were like, you know, kind of really left wing, really afraid of like the, the whole virus situation. And they were like, how can you possibly go out when there's the, the, the plague out there? It's like, it's, 
it's not that bad, dude. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it was that, that was an interesting time. But yeah, it was like a good, just a good time of swapping notes, you know. And that's really what red is all about. That's just it, exactly. It's just dudes swapping guys, notes, man. Not not rich dudes, not poor dudes, not whatever. Just dudes like fishermen. I I I, I, engineers, I who cares? Rolo's never said it. But I think the reason why he invited me on Rule Zero is because he really does believe that the red pill is for everybody. It's not yes. just for rich guys in New York. It's for, you know, guys out in the country. I'm a fucking I'm out here in ranch country, man. I'm out here mm-hmm. pulling bitches, you know, pulling these cowgirls out here, you know, yeah. like I love it. <laughs> good girls, good girls. Uh, country girls, man, they, they hit different. They're, they're good women for the most part. Yeah, yeah. If you have frame, if you have frame, got frame. Oh, speaking of frame, that sort of brings up the the next thing on this on the list here. So you said that all women are feminists at first, but frame fixes this. Now, I I, like I I get it, but for the audience, how does frame fix feminism in these women? Okay, so um, don't get don't go like if you meet a woman and you know she comes up with uh, are you vaccinated or who did you vote for or whatever. Um, stuff like that, you have a frame, right? And as a guy, and I would hope that as a red pill guy, you know how, how BS politics is and, and how what's going on and how we're all going to pay for all these people's bad decisions through our taxes, um, all this stuff, right? I think people don't understand frame because when they when a girl presents, maybe not on the first day, maybe like you start dating this girl, hooking up, whatever, and then you see that you know, her politics, the books she has at her place, all that, especially these girls that get master's degrees, they have all these liberal books all over the place, like the Michelle Obama book or whatever, whatever they have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to, you're going to, you're going to feel like, you're going to go on like a, a forum, you're going to be like, oh, my girl's this, what do I do? What do I say? And you, I, and I, you know, I would say, dude, what are you? What is your beliefs? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's not to say, go out, go to a girl and be like, I don't I don't believe in abortion. You know, be charismatic. Insert game in the way you deliver to women because women are not us, you know. So, like for example, the abortion thing, right? I on a first date, first one through three dates, even if you're hooking up, avoid. Avoid, change subject, agree, and whatever, right? And then as as she gets more like gets that deep conversion where she likes you, she's not going anywhere, it doesn't look like. And she asks you, maybe she brings it up again and you say, Hey. I would say something along the lines of, hey, uh, I don't care what other women do with their bodies, but if you ever got an abortion, if you ever aborted my baby, I'll leave you because why would I want to be with someone who doesn't want my baby? Mm-hmm. Right? And she's not going to know what to think. She's, she's like, oh, what? but he doesn't, you know. And you know what that is? That means you're, you're stepping back from the whole storm of, of opinions and just saying, when it comes to my doorstep, this is what it is. Simple as that. Same thing with guns. Let's say you you know she you, she opens your drawer and she finds a weapon, or or you know she finds out that you have a weapon or something, and she, she's like, I can't believe you have this, and you just say, Hey, how am I? I have to protect you, you know. Mm-hmm. You know stuff like that where she's gonna she's gonna have to understand who you are, and that it also benefits her for you to think like this. But obviously, it's it's you it's your it's your it's your world she's just in it right you don't have to qualify to her politics you don't have to excuse them or you don't have to qualify them you just and who cares about what, a, what who cares about a girl's politics like like sam Hyde, like you don't need your girl to align with you 100 like yeah just yeah a, a good example of this i think 
uh, I think I handled it pretty good was, uh, I had uh, Jamie date on, I don't know if you're familiar with Jamie date. She's a female dating coach and mm-hmm. she's actually a pretty, pretty cool one. She's like one of the better fish out there, I would say. Okay. But, uh, the reason why I like her is because she, she did door to door off supply sales for the same company I did. So I was like, Oh, okay. I got mad respect okay. now, but we're, um, we're friends now. <laughs> we're, we're cool now. We're cool now. Yeah. But, but, um, yeah, we were, I had her on my show and we're sitting there talking, everything's going great. Everything's cool. And then out of, out of fucking nowhere, she brings up like climate change. Right. She's yeah. like, she's like, we got to get on the same page because our planet, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, cool. You know, and the, like, I just into acted indifferent. Don't give a fuck. I'm not going to sit yeah. here and argue with you about it and try to change your mind. Like, all right. It's fine. almost a shit. It's almost a yeah. shit. Test. It's a shit test. It's a shit yeah. test. Just, all right, cool. You know, all right. And then change the stuff. I just fucking change the stuff. Do not, like, do not agree. If she accuses you of not believing what she believed, do not agree and amplify. Like if she says, I don't like, I don't like that you have a gun, but I can overlook it or something. Don't be like, well, I'm buying a hundred more. Don't do, don't do that either. Like, come on. Like, let's, I mean, let's you be could, smart. Right? I mean, you could, but like <laughs> the ROI, you know, like just yeah. be, you know, uh, discreet with your beliefs at first. And then one day maybe she might find a Trump book like happened yeah. to me. I had my art of the deal Trump book on my bookcase. Mm. And she's That's like, on my oh, list. Is that good? Is that a good book? Uh, I just read the intro, but I have so much books to read that or I'll get to it eventually. But like, yeah, I, she was like, you fuck with Trump. And I'm just like, yeah, it was a gift for my dad. My dad's into him. Boom. <laughs> who cares? Who cares? I believe what I believe. And I like who I, I like the authors I like. And if she doesn't like that, I'm not going to change what I read so she can tell her friends I'm so liberal. And, yeah, you know, what, the way I, the way I look at that, all that kind of stuff, too, is like a chick needs to get on board with whatever the fuck you got going on otherwise like it's it's just not going to work out anyway you know yeah you, so, either shit or get but, off the pot but don't don't you don't want to change yourself for a woman because a woman will never respect you if you change for her it doesn't yeah. work that way it doesn't work yeah. that way at all um we're doing pretty good here i don't want to go through like your whole i wrote down like a lot of your tweets here but we don't have to go through all of them and, I, and i'm going to post a link so in the description there's a link to this tweet thread you guys should actually check it out it's pretty cool um let's see here you said that american uh-huh. whammon dr- drink aggressively have you ever been to australia now i i remember them telling us on the i, show, have, on my I have not you've not oh Dude, get ready to live, man. You should go there sometimes. But so yeah, what I when I, I go, it's just the, after the pandemic, you know, the pandemic. I saw like how how they handle the pandemic, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I ever want to go there now. Well, a lot so of the, I, a, lot of the whole, a lot of the pandemic stuff's like over with now. You know, like you can actually travel again. It's it's all everyone realizes it was all a big fucking joke. Um, right. I'm probably gonna get demonetized now. <laughs> we're, we're well, it's nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah, we're forty. We're forty minutes in. So, uh, you know, that, if you guys tune in on on the live streams on Wednesday and Fridays, like send super chats because I do get demonetized frequently. <laughs> yeah, it but 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 um, so yes. Anyway, back to Australia. So when I was in the Navy, I, I went to Australia a, a couple of times, and every time we went there, we had a liberty brief where they talked about how Australians have a higher alcohol tolerance than us because they it's in their culture. They drink more than us. 
don't challenge Australians to a drinking contest. And obviously, as young enlisted sailors, we all took that as a <laughs> We're like, oh, oh, is that so? You know, yeah. but I don't necessarily recall if the women were as hardcore as the dudes. So I, I was curious about that. I was like, oh, women, are, like I, pretty much every date I've ever been on, like asking chicks out for drinks was never a problem. And chicks were like happy to throw some back. There, it was only like a handful that were like, I don't really drink, you know? Yeah. Um, but they don't say no to shots. They never say no to shots. They never say no. If, as, as long as the drink looks like colorful and has a flower in it, they're like, oh, cool. It's like, it's like the new brownies or it's like a, a snack or like a cake they, they they love that shit and and it's just like now i think uh forward playboy just talked about this mm. you have to monitor and i think this is a, another point is like you have to monitor when you're on a date with the woman you have to monitor her now or not you have to watch her that's another dimension of dating is like you have to watch these girls drink because a lot of guys are like well if she's drinking she's gonna be more fun i'm like up to a point and then eventually then it could um, be a date rape situation, date grape situation. Sorry, <laughs> YouTube. Jesus. Yeah. I'm gonna get at, all sorts at, of trouble. <laughs> at worst, or at best, or you know, at best, it could it could get into she's acting out of pocket, making you look bad in public, mm -hmm. and also I don't want to have sex with a super drunk chick. It just unless just I'm like, drunk or she's like, my girlfriend or something. Where yeah. you know, it's just my girl, but some random girl I just met, I do not like. It's just a bad idea. It. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That you're just if she regrets it in the morning you are fucked you yeah. you're you're leaving yourself open for problems with also that. Just, just like the the breath the smell and then she's acting sloppy which it's a turn off for me it's a turn off when a girl's like acting sloppy and also yeah. it makes me feel like i'm taking advantage of her and i was like oh this is all like so there were there are times where if if you know when i used when i started when she was super drunk i'd be like just sleep on my bed i'll sleep on the couch and you know, and mm -hmm. then I'll turn her head to the side, you know, so, and then in the morning I give her Advil because I'm a nice guy. And then I send her on her way, you know, it's just because it's just not worth it. You're not going to feel good. You know, yeah. you're going to feel like an opportunist. It's not good for you. There's a, I think it was one of my first podcast episodes. It's called like a tale of two train wrecks. And one of them, I call her like blackout drunk girl or whatever. And she, <laughs> she, the first date we went on, we went, I took her to like this local dive bar and she just got fucking plastered right absolutely plastered dive bar plaster which is a different type of plaster <laughs> yeah man and she was like so i went we went walking around the neighborhood and stuff and she was like stumbling around slurring her speech and i was like oh shit that's a bad sign like that's you know a girl that just like lets herself go completely like that on a first date is kind of a red flag yeah. And so the second day I invited her back to my place and I was like, ah, we're going to close the deal here. And, uh, I, I, I had wine here and stuff like that. And she just, just got completely like Great sloppy drunk that. with, yeah. with the, the wine. And I was like, I can't send her home. She's gonna, she's gonna wrap her car around a telephone a pole or yeah. something. So, but I also was like, I'm not sticking my dick in this. So yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, like so, you don't have to do that stuff. You know, it's, it's yeah. just, you don't have to. So I, I, I had her sleep on the couch and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm just a really nice guy. So I just, you know, and also like, uh, I just, um, I feel kind of responsible because I was the one buying the drinks. So it's like, you know what? It was just, I, you know, girls when they're on a date and they like start getting comfortable and relaxed. You know, they're not going to think 
oh, you know, I'm going to, I got to be, you know, they're going to start getting a little more loose and drink. And then ultimately, you know, it's up to you to get her home safe. So I just, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 So I, so yeah. And then the next morning, um, I was just like, I'm, I'm sort of done with this and drank some coffee and she's like, so I drank a little too much last night. I'm like, yep. Yes. You, and that's when, you know, they drink a lot because they, they acknowledge it and you're just like, yeah, yes, you did. You sure did, honey. Sure did. And then I just blocked her on everything and never, never called her back after that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Well, you also said, you said the career girl lifestyle is depressing. What What do you think is depressing about them career girls? Um. So here, here's the, okay. So we don't want to get into like the revenge fantasy of all women are going to be alone and have nobody right even though it's probably going to be that yeah i don't believe that there's always going to be some simp out there for somebody yeah um and maybe they're still miserable even with the the guy maybe they're not i don't care but um i've dated women who are just starting their careers younger women i've dated women right in the middle of their careers i've dated women that have just absolutely tired of their career they just want to start a family right like i've dated all things right and it's it's clockwork like uh recently dating a 24 year old girl or 25 year old girl and she said she's in her she's in her party phase didn't want to settle down didn't want to just want to have fun book the trip to central america by herself yeah that's career girl stuff you know girls that don't want to settle pray down. love baby yeah, yeah eat pray love crap right um and then i you know i dated girls uh 29 30 and it's like you you start dating them and then they don't they're super lazy in relationships. They, you know, they focus so much on their career that they don't, they forget that, Hey, to have a guy around, you need to do at least something besides show up. Like sex isn't enough to keep a quality guy around, you know, you have to do other things. So there's like this frustration there. And then they sit down with you and they're like, I deserve more. You're not giving me what I need. I want this. I want a relationship. I want commitment. I was like, commitment. <laughs> I don't know if you understand this, but like, you can't work all day and then me invite you over to my apartment me get me like do all these things for you and then you want like me to 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 throw away all the other girls in my rotation and change my life and be in love with you like Mm -hmm. that's not how this works but they're never gonna consciously think of it like that and then you have the girls that are like 34 35 my age and up which some are cool some are just cool good women cool just fun to be around but some women are just like uh, they—they're like this resentment that you're out there enjoying your life in your peak, and they're yeah. not. Like, they, like there's a there was a girl who my first date. I remember my first date in Dallas. She was 32, 31, 32, right? Super hot. She was like half gypsy, half Mexican, green eyes but brown skin, hot gal, runner, um, and we went on a date, and then. After the date, you know, I had to go travel, so obviously she lost it. But she was always in my DMs, and then eventually um, she was like, you're just out there, you know, doing all these things. You're just out there enjoying life. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, guys like you are always in the streets. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And then it, that happened for a year, and eventually I'm like, I convinced her to come over, and we we hooked up. And, that, and then it just got worse because like now <laughs> – now she hooked up with me, and now she was in my DM just trash talking me. And even she got a boyfriend, a uh, simp. She got a simp boyfriend. It's pretty obvious. And still trash talked me 
on my day. So I didn't block her, delete her, because this is this is entertaining. I was like, please go on, you know. And I'm not gonna hit you up anymore because you have a boyfriend, and I'm not, you know, I'm that type of guy, right? Um, but uh, it's like you're my lesson about like what's what's the next step for a lot of women, and I don't want that for you guys. But the thing is, like, it, I don't want this for women. I want like everyone's. A lot of guys are happy. They're gonna be like they're gonna die alone, cats and stuff. Great, right? But it could be your sister. It could be the. What if it was like the the love of your life, which had never worked out. And you always thought this girl was amazing in your head. And then you look her up and she's 34, 35, single, depressed. Like, it's obvious. You can see it in the, you know, that's not going to make you feel good. You're going to be like, man, what the heck? And yeah, that, this fantasy, we need to get out of that mentality and, and be more like accept that actions have consequences. And man, it, it's not pretty. It's not going to be pretty. And, I, you know, there's always going to be a guy to, to pick to pick them up. But um it's not gonna be the guy they want yeah and it's good there's gonna be a lot of reconciliation you know with the fact that they can't handle this reconciliation of accepting that that they're not they no longer have the market value to secure a, a, a hotter guy so they become like what incels are when when younger they be literally become a fem cell that's what a fem cell is it can't can't get commitment when she wants it. Yeah. And they just in your DMs angry or calling you in the middle of the night because they're drunk and they're lonely. And yeah. like, I'm sorry, I have work. And plus you're not hot enough or you just for me to like drive to your house. You're not a hot twenty two year old. Yeah. Who just got out of class. I would go drive if that was I'd be like, oh well, you know, life, you know, I gotta do it. Yeah. If you're thirty five and you're still hot, but you're like, you know, I have a, Sorry, you know. I have a gal, I have a gal that, uh, I don't, she don't, she doesn't listen to the fucking podcast, but she, um, I don't think she does anyway, but she's a, she's a, a, a running pal, you know? And like, so I go running with her and we did, we did uh, marathons and stuff. And, um, I think she's kind of like that, you know, she, she was married and she, she like basically uprooted everything and moved over here where I'm at in yeah. the middle of nowhere. And her husband, what, like wouldn't didn't speak up about it you know didn't say no we're not doing that he was just he was just like oh yeah 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 we can do that because he just thought she wasn't really going to do it and she ended up buying fucking property sight unseen moved out here and then was trying to get him to move out and he was like just dragging his feet because he didn't really want to move out and they ended up getting divorced so now she's um you know late 30s i think she's late 30s yeah late 30s and she's she's divorced now and there's no prospects for her to go dating out here she's a you know she's a half half black chick you know i think she i don't know what other nationalities but she's definitely half black and there's like she wants to date a black dude and there's like no black guys out where i'm at you know there's mm -hmm. very few of them out here and and so she's just like she's sort of miserable out here and that's, that's she, sad i don't want and, that for anybody yeah and then and so then like we go running and um and she sees that like I'm in a in a healthy relationship with my girl. My girl is nine years younger than me and treats me like a king, does like all this stuff for me. And she just like resents it. You know, she's like she gives me shit, calls me you know, like I just you know shrug everything off like it's just a shit test. I'm just like, whatever, I'm, I'm getting laid. I don't know what you're doing, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're not bad people. They just their yeah. decision, their romantic decisions are completely stupid. You know, they just don't yeah. know what they're doing. Not, they probably don't have the awareness.
and I, I don't want that for them, but I can't help you, you know? Yeah. I, I found good girls in their, in their, in their mid twenties who were good women. They, you know, they were in my frame cooking, helping me out, cleaning, watching my dog, you know, best sex ever. Awesome. And then I'm like, okay, when are they going to ask me to be their girl? But they just wanted to play the field. And then you just see in every stage, like women just don't have that. Like, Hey, I'm giving everything to this guy. Maybe I should just give him commitment because maybe being in a club at 1 a.m. when I'm 25, shaking my ass and, and drunk is is not as good as, you know, taking a Christmas picture with a guy that I, you know, that I, yeah. I already gave him everything else. All I have to do is not be a hoe, you know, that's all I have to do. But right. So easy. And, yeah. And, yeah. And when I so when I was out dating, too, I was like I was pretty much dating chicks that were like, you know, 30s you know i was dating chicks in their like the early 30s um you know all the way up to the 40 um man the chicks that were like my age though they were just they were the worst they were <laughs> absolutely yeah. the worst uh, but the chicks like the chicks uh I, there was a lot of chicks in their early 30s where they hadn't had kids yet and they had the, like the baby rabies and stuff because they mm -hmm. were like oh fuck time is running out and so like you know that that was always a situation going out on dates and it was it was like it was just fascinating you know it was just like the the whole situation the timeline that rollo puts out in his second book is just like spot uh, the fuck on so yeah but you got on. but you guys are too out of touch right i, I don't right I don't yeah we don't fucking know but yeah, they, but you know what's, spot on. you know what's good about that though is you know, a lot of guys use that that timeline to shit on women with, right? They're like, mm -hmm. oh, you fucked up. Like, you you got to your 30s and you didn't, you know, land a man. You're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. Well, a lot of guys could also use that timeline to plan things out. You know, like, okay, you want a chick that's ready to settle down? This area right here. This area right here. These chicks are fucking ready. And if you have, like, your game on point and stuff like that, you could be that high-value fucking alpha guide that she's always wanted that she could settle down with, you know? Yeah. And like a lot of women too, like I had an ex, um, great gal. I still think about her uh, here and there. She, I met her when she was 27 and you know, as, I, as a guy, I'm never going to ask a girl, her body count or her history with men. Right. But Maybe I do that, ask that's her a dumb fucking yeah, thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a no, no. Right. But like I, you know, getting to know her and her behavior and inferring, like, I kind of like, yeah, a picture of how her life was before. You know what it was? She had two boyfriends, and maybe she had a little quick two-month hoe phase where she hooked up with three or four guys. Um, she traveled once for work. She was in the Peace Corps. But I still got that deep conversion. She was still obsessed with me. Yeah. So, um, you know, you don't have to, like, assume that every girl at a certain point is a turbo slut. I think it's more about behaviors. Yeah. Um and, and at the other at the other end of that, don't assume that a good girl is angelic. You know, they all have skeletons. They all do these crazy things, right? Yeah. You just you gotta protect yourself and practice a little bit of like you know be a little nuanced in this. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, a lot of guys wouldn't mind a girl who had a body count of fifteen or ten or twenty if she's twenty seven and she's wearing lingerie for you, cooking you a meal. And maybe even asking you if you if you want to bring in a third in the bedroom. Like you think a guy in that moment is gonna be like, no, no, I'm sorry, you have 15 bodies. What's your body count? Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, I can't I can't enjoy your unending love because you know I can't enjoy your worship and love because you have 15 bodies. But obviously there's a limit. Like past a certain point, you can tell that like, you know, if she's like completely batshit crazy from hooking up yeah. with so many men, then yeah, it's never gonna happen. But you know, like yeah. let's let's just I chill. I, I, I really don't think that's the the that's common. I don't think it's as common as guys make it out to be, you know, and you, you get all these chicks that have been on like fresh and fit and stuff like that or on um Access Vegas. Like a lot of those chicks are professional fucking call girls. Of course they're gonna have you know hundreds and you know thousands of bodies and they're of course they're gonna be completely broken. They do that for a living, you know, but yeah. but you know Sally over here in uh you know um hotchkiss like she's not she's not out in the town doing that kind of stuff every night you know she's she a lot of those chicks are serial monogamists you know they'll they'll be in a relationship with a guy for like two or three years and then get mm -hmm. with the next guy for another two or three years you know it's like it their body counts aren't in the hundreds and yeah they're like not, the, their like, body count is not going to keep you up at night like yeah. Girls know, girls innately know that we don't like high body counts, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you know, um, like it's life, you know, like you want her to be 18 and only fuck five guys in nine years. Like, yeah. it doesn't even seem realistic. Like I, Hey, on a biological level, we all want virgins, right? Great. Um, mm -hmm. some of us, right. I know that's not realistic. I don't know why these, these, these women on Twitter are just like, Oh man, you guys turned 35 and you guys entitled to virgins. I'm like, no, I'm, I live in planet earth. I, yeah. I'm here. I'm well, there, there are guys in like the black pill, you know, MGTOW communities that are just completely like, just completely unrealistic. Yeah. Like, dude, you are her. never going to get laid if like, that's what you're concerned about. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it is such, it's such a dumbass thing too. Like the, the whole body count thing. It's like, they're never going to be honest with you. So don't even ask. It's a dumb yeah. thing. Just, just look out for other red flags. That'll tell you everything you need to and, know. And it's, here's a, here's a concept. It's entirely possible that you're the most alpha dude she's ever met. And all those other men are, are going to be like, you know, dorks compared to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's always, think, you know, that, that's probably most likely why she's in the kitchen cook in lingerie, you know, cooking for you while you're watching TV, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's in it, a lot of people just, they get so hung up on the concept of like the alpha widow too. It's like, um, Rolo it, it talks about this and so does Paul uh, from Apex Mindset. He talks about this too. It's not so much a, a body count number issue as it is a an alpha impression issue. And if if she's like pining for some guy in her past, but you're better than that guy. You're going to replace guy, that. Yeah. You're going to replace that guy. It's And that's just how it works. So yeah. a lot of guys uh, worry about the d dumbest things. Um, all right, we're at an hour here, man. This has been a fun conversation, brother. Um, where where can people find you online? Uh, so uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, oh, you know what? Let me, let, me, let me bring this stuff up. Oh, you had your YouTube here, so yeah. So but it's my the same same username, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the same username as YouTube. And then on YouTube, I'm dropping a video about once a week. I'm gonna do a little bit more because I got a little more free time. I want to do a video on uh, reconciliation between. Um, so, so I saw these tweets and it's like a tweet storm right now about like guys that are like, you have to have sex with a hundred women or, and then like, just like, it's like a parallel. And then another guy comes up and says, uh, the game, the best game guide is the Bible. And you have to have sex with as little women as possible, zero or one. Yeah. And I'm just like, 
I guess I have to talk about this because um, I think Ryan Stone said like a hundred women, right? You know, some of those women are going to be women that are amazing and that you're going to miss them all the time, right? You know that some of those women are going to be bad shit crazy and try to hurt you. Um, you know, some of those women are, are going to be women that you feel terrible for like breaking their heart or something like that. Because that's just life. That we're humans. That happens, right? When you get to 100 women, unless you're some kind of like NBA star or celebrity where women just knock on the door, have sex with you and leave, right? You're going to get a little bit, you know, entangled, a little bit entangled with these women. You're going to have to go on dates with them. You're going to see them. You're going to, you know, we're humans. And, and you know, it's cool too. A lot of guys think they have to get to this number in order to be super cruel and they won't get destroyed by women. But I, when you get like, when you have the experience and you go out there, you experience women and you get beat up, but also you have great wins, great losses, whatever, you're going to, you're, you're going to be like, I don't, I don't have any need to prove myself to anybody. Mm -hmm. And this is harder than I thought, but it's also worth it because now I have this, this peace, inner peace, knowing that like, I don't have to qualify to some guy on Twitter that I don't yeah. know who doesn't know me, who's obsessed with what I do with my dick. Like I, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's why I think like the, the guys that, um, that ask like a body count for men. Right. I had this guy in my, in my DMS on Instagram. He said that, that Patrick bet David said that you have to ask dating coaches what their, their body count is. Mm -hmm. And so I, this kid asked me that and I was like, I go, you know, I could tell you a number, but how would you verify it, bro? You know, yeah. I, I could like, lie to you. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I could. We could be like, uh, you know, John Anthony lifestyle saying he's slept with thousands of women. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. But how do any of us verify that? It's the dumbest thing ever. And so, yeah, again, it's the same thing. The whole body count thing, men or women, is a fucking retarded. Yeah, <laughs> the manosphere sucks right now. We're we're like spinning our tires in the mud. For these yeah. concepts so that's one of the reasons yeah, like one of the reasons i wrote this thread is because like we're we're doing red pill 101 shit like from 10 yeah. years ago that we talked about like you guys have to grow up we have to go past this you know we, there's other things to talk about you know yeah and there's uh there's guys who've been in the space for a long time too like ryan uh you know like rob um you know they, they've been in the space for a long time so they've they've seen all this stuff cycles yeah the cycles. yeah they see the cycles that they see so you know rob says it a lot you know what's old is new again but it's like there's always new guys coming into the space like myself and red pills got such a bad rep right now because of like uh, the misrepresentation yeah. from the black pillars and the in the in the doomers and stuff that when you actually tell people like hey you know what red pill isn't about hating women and holding women accountable you know it's guys swapping notes to have a better understanding of women so that we can use that to our advantage you know whether you want to have you want to be a permanent plate spinner you want to have uh you know a, a long-term relationship or you want to dare i say it get married yeah uh, you know like it's like it could be used for whatever you want and it could be all this information is it's just information you know it's mm -hmm. just a tool. So yeah, it, and it took, it actually took me a while to learn that too, because you know, the first time I started hearing some of this stuff, it was like, a lot of it was in forums and it was like these doomers that were misquoting Rolo. And so you just like get this impression of Rolo, Rolo and you know, red pill as like, Oh, it's just oh, it's about hating women. Yeah. And then when I mean, you actually sit down and talk to these guys that pioneered this shit, you're like, Oh, that's not what it's about at all. Yeah, they become a cleanup crew for shit ideas. Honestly, the red pill—that's what the the real red pill right now is—is is going out and like 
calling bad ideas so we so people understand what this is it is not like it's not a tribe like like we're not i mean obviously we're friends and we're all you know we're kind of you know we're human we make connections we're friends right sure. but like um there isn't like a red pill legion of doom under a swamp somewhere where they were just calculating the next idea to, to destroy young men no we're all isolated you know um in our own lives you know my, most of my friends aren't red pill i mean they they understand what's going on and they see me and how, what i do and they have questions but you know you you know my in my last video i said hey when they're when the student is ready you present them a very small morsel of the first lesson and then you let them go from there right mm -hmm. and um, it, the, I mean, the red pill has always been just, you know, Bob the accountant in Louisiana and um, Nuclear Calillo, the, the engineer from Texas, and, you know, Paul, the salesman, all like, hey, we have the same problem with women. What do you guys think? What have you guys done? And then we get on a forum, on a forum with no names, no faces, no clout. Oh, you, you too, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, there's always going to be that one guy like, you guys are dorks. And we're like, we kick him out. And then, we figure out, and then over the years, that compiles into more formal uh, paragraphs and, and, and stuff like that and, and books. And then here we are. You could either choose to go the, the route of be a doomer. You can go the route of clout and try to, like, um, make make this sort of, like, sensationalize the red pill, if mm -hmm. you will. Or you can be smart and apply it to your own life. And I'm telling you right now, that third option it, it has so many, like your life will transform. I'm telling you, if you're watching this video, please, please take take some time, drop all your other hobbies if they're taking uh, too long or too much time and read this stuff at least for a month, get in there, dig your, dig your nails into it, get really acquainted with what it really is if you're not sure. And then talk to guys like uh, Paul and, and other guys in the space watch your things. They're going to clear up a lot of doubts for you. That way you can win. We don't, because, you know, all these figures like Trump isn't going to save the West. No one's going to save the West. You can only save yourself. And the best way to save yourself is by taking action. And you know what the coolest part is? These geezers that are, you know, everyone's saying they're too out of touch. You know, they're, they're, so, they're we're willing to share this knowledge and not not as like I'm better than you. I'm your guru. Listen to me more as like a, hey man, I just got back from this date. Check this out. This is what I learned. Or I just saw this news. You know, I I'm I'm noticing a trend. What do you guys think? And that's that's a gift. We should you know we should cherish this. But no, you know what? We have to hold women accountable. Or you know. let's drink let's drink white claws and throw them off the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for spending your evening with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go here. All right, man. It was a, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, Hey, uh, anytime you want to have me on, man. We talk. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah. Hoo ya Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Hoo -yah. All right, man. Have a good night. Caudillo. Thank you so much for joining me, man. You're welcome back anytime. Great conversation. You have a lot of good insights, man. I really like following your Twitter account. I like following your, your screenshots from the dating apps. And, uh, what was it lately you've been posting? Uh, would you, what do you call it? Uh, therapist game or therapy game <laughs> where you basically asking women questions that a therapist would ask them, which actually gets them to open up more, uh, genius, man. It's absolutely genius, dude. I love it. Follow, follow Caudillo guys, uh, follow his YouTube channel. He doesn't have that many subscribers, but, uh, he, I think, I think his live streams actually get more views than mine. So 
you know, he's got some good content there. And then follow him on Twitter. I, I'm putting the links down in the description. I also have a link to his, uh, his really awesome viral uh, thread that he did about his time dating in Dallas. So check out that thread. It's really good. Links in the description for that. All right, guys, that's pretty much all I have for this episode. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you're watching on the replay, drop a comment. Any comment will do. If you guys are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, give us a five-star review. Helps more than you know. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description for all the all my socials. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. You can join for as little as $10. That supports the show as well. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some stickers for your troubles. And then if you like the design of these stickers, they're also available on coffee mugs, t-shirts, hoodies at merch.comeonmanpod.com. And then get your mind right at uh, my practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. It's it's totally a, a, a mindset course. It's psychology-based. There's, there's no woo-woo spirituality or anything in it. Um, although there are, there's a, there's three explanations for the law of attraction, right? There's a spiritual one, there's a quantum theory one, and then there's a psychological one. So I went with the psychological ex explanation for this. I think it's a lot easier for people to wrap their heads around. So, um, getting a lot of great feedback on that course. So check that out at loa.comeonmanpod.com. All right, guys, that's all I have this week. Be sure to tune in Wednesday for the live stream at 10 a.m. Eastern time. I do it every Wednesday and Friday. I'm getting, I'm having a lot of fun doing the live streams. I love doing the live streams, man. I don't like getting up so early because um, I'd much rather sleep in, but uh, it's fun, man. I drink coffee, drink some energy drinks, <laughs> and we and we chop it up. And I and I have a lot of fun with you guys that like to join the the live uh, the live chat and, and sound off in there. We have a lot of fun. So tune in for those Wednesday and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Other than that, we'll catch you guys next time. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.